0: What are some of the drivers for an autoimmune condition?
1: Stress can be a huge one. A lot of times with the hustle, go, go, go culture that our world lives in today can lead to that overactive immune system. Um, A lot of times too, our diets can play a role in that as well. And there also is a tiny, tiny bit genetic component, but as we like to say at RSN, um, our genes load the gun and our environment pulls the trigger.
0: Do you guys know how difficult it is to find a high quality supplement line that doesn't just destroy your gut? Most pre-workouts and post-workouts, or even like on-the-go snack options like beef jerky or protein bars, they're terrible for your gut health. They're full of xanthan gum and guar gums and fillers and artificial sweeteners, which disrupt your gut microbiome and lead to chronic bloating constipation, diarrhea, and not to mention when our gut is off all the other symptoms like hormone imbalances, um, thyroid issues, mental health issues, which is why I'm just obsessed about gut health. But anywho, I have not been able to find a good supplement line out there and I had to cut out all of these fitness type supplements when I was really struggling with a lot of my own gut issues until recently I found paleo valley. And Paleo Valley is one of the first supplement companies that hands down is incredible for your gut health, whether you're on a gut healing journey, or you're someone who just wants to optimize your gut health and overall health. Their founder, Autumn, actually suffered with IBS herself. So she created this entire supplement line specifically to be gut friendly. And I'm not lying with you guys. There, whey protein powder, which is grass-fed and finished, gum-free, artificial sweetener-free, no issues, no bloating, no constipation, no diarrhea, no upset stomach, which is literally like the first time in my entire life that I've not had issues with the protein powder, And they even have super yummy grass-fed and finished beef jerky sticks, which are made with a collagen casing instead of the typical citric acid casing, which is terrible for your gut health. And if you want to try out some of their other products, they even have a bone broth protein powder. I love adding that into whether it's like my oatmeal in the morning or my protein shakes. Um, It literally tastes like the Nestle hot chocolate uh, powders, if you ever had those as a kid, which were not gut friendly. And then they have great supplements too, like their apple cider vinegar capsules or even their turmeric capsules, which are great for inflammation and gut health. So if you want to get a discount, you can use my code using the link in the show notes here, which is paleovalley.com slash Rachel Shear podcast. But all of that's going to be in the show notes. So check out the supplement line because guys You know me, I would not have this on a podcast if it was not awesome and gut-friendly. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Shared Madness. I am so excited about today's episode because I got one of my very own coaches, Megan Modder, joining me today. And she is a registered dietitian who graduated from Purdue University, and she completed her dietetic internship at Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee. And today we're going to be talking all about the gut skin connection. And I just did a podcast recently talking about how acne, rosacea, you know, even things like psoriasis can stem from the gut. But what really is The gut skin connection. And how does our gut truly actually influence our skin? And what are some things that we can do to start healing our gut in order to optimize our skin health? Because let's be real as women, we want to look and feel our absolute best guys. I know you want to look and feel your absolute best as well too. Who doesn't, but I think girls, like we have an extra care for our skin. We want to feel beautiful. We want to have radiant skin and it all comes down to our gut health. So Megan, I'm super excited to have you on today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So we're going to jump right into it today. What is the gut skin connection?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. The gut skin connection is pretty much a two-way street. So if there is something going on wrong internally with the gut, that a lot of times shows up on the skin and vice versa. So a lot of times people with chronic skin issues or even things that happen in the short term, a lot of times it can be pinpointed and directed right back to the gut. Okay.
0: So basically what we're saying here is, you know, everything between the bacteria and our gut to our immune system, to the inflammation in our gut, like all of these different systems where, when we talk about gut health is really what we're referring to actually influences the health of our skin overall. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the immune system, right? Because there are those three categories. There's the immune system and the gut, there is the gut microbiome that's in all the bacteria that's in our gut. And then on top of that as well, we have our body's inflammation that is regulated in the gut, or we hope lack thereof inflammation, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but our body's inflammation response very often goes all the way back to the gut. So let's talk first about the immune system. How does the immune system influence our skin?
1: Our gut actually believe it or not. 70% of our immune system is found in our gut, which is crazy. So if there is any type of imbalance with our immune system, that plays a role in gut health, which also too can impact our skin because the skin is our body's largest organ and our skin barrier is our body's first line of defense. So if there is something Mm. going on wrong with that skin barrier barrier, that outermost layer gets damaged, bacteria, free radicals, toxins, things like that, that we don't want leaking into our system can start to sneak through and begin to wreak havoc on our bodies.
0: Yeah. We don't often think about, right. That we're actually absorbing things through our skin. We tend to think a lot about how, you know, we eat foods and that affects our gut health, but actually what we're putting on our skin can massively affect our gut microbiome overall. And we actually do a lot of toxin testing at Rachel share nutrition. We look at toxic heavy metals. Sometimes for people, if needed, we even look at mold toxicities. This is called mycotoxins. We'll even look at other environmental toxins. And, um, I actually did one of these tests on myself and I came back with, parabens which are found in a lot of makeup and they're found in a lot of lotions. I had other things that are, are more food-based glyphosate. I had BPAs and plastics and these toxins really negatively impact our gut overall. Um, but it's really interesting because we don't often think about that. And, um, I actually just had another girl on my podcast recently, And she talked a lot about low toxin living and she came up with this entire like makeup brand overall to really help women, you know, overall with their health, just because there's not that great of products out there. So what happens when, you know, our skin barrier is damaged, because let's say there is toxins that gets into the body. Let's just say there are, you know, something else that damages it overall, how does that really wreak havoc on the body and especially the gut?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, the way I like to think of the skin is that it's kind of that outward checkpoint of our gut health. So, when that barrier gets broken and those toxins, bad bacteria, things start to sneak through, that's when we start to see issues pop up like acne, rosacea, eczema, psoriasis. All of those have a direct link between the gut and skin conditions. So, for example, acne a lot of times can be contributed or linked to gut inflammation and bacterial overgrowth, or just an imbalance in the gut microbiome too.
0: Okay. And I know acne in particular is one of the skin conditions that I feel like is the most common, uh, at least the most common skin condition that we see at Rachel's chair nutrition. And I don't know about you, Megan, but I, I had terrible acne growing up. Mm
1: Did I did too. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I never thought about gut health. Um, I was put on a ton of antibiotics though. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if you were put on
1: antibiotics. Yes. That was offered to me at one point.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I was put on Accutane twice actually, believe it or not. I was put on that. I was put on antibiotics that made me so sensitive to the sun that I remember one day I was out on a boat in, in the lake or out on a boat in Minnesota on a Lake that was like a tongue twister there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the water reflects right with -hmm. the sun. And I was taking these antibiotics at the time and I have never been more sunburned in my entire life. Um, and I ended up blistering like all over my nose where it literally was like boils that were like oozing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not cute at all. But I remember being like, Oh my gosh, like this is what the antibiotics are doing to my body. And I think it's unfortunate, you know, a lot of women are given things like Accutane, which does work, right? Like we give women Accutane and I'll say men too, but, um, a lot of the ladies are on the show are, are a lot of the people on the show are of course, women Mm -hmm. and Accutane is terrible, terrible for your gut health. There's actually studies that show that, you know, Accutane can actually lead to ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease and there are symptoms of depression and people even committing suicide. And really what it's actually doing is it's, it's shutting down your sebaceous glands
1: mm-hmm. and your
0: sebaceous glands for everybody who's listening is what produces all of the oil. And when we produce too much oil that can lead to acne. However, we don't really stop and ask the question, why are we producing so much oil? And with functional medicine, with what we do at our practice, there are so many different things that can lead to acne that can lead to an overproduction of oil in the skin. Megan just mentioned one of them overall, which can actually be gut inflammation leading Mm -hmm. to inflammation of the skin. Or if we have bacteria imbalances in the gut, dysbiosis, that can actually lead to acne. Um, What are some other things that can cause excess oil in the skin too, that we see with functional medicine.
1: I think a lot of times what people forget to consider is how important our diets play a role in our overall health, especially what shows up in the skin. Just like you mentioned earlier with that excess oil production, a lot of us, I don't know about you, Rachel, but going back to my teen years, I was eating a lot of processed food, a lot of fast food, really not taking into account what I was actually putting into my body. And I would be so surprised a couple of days later when I'd wake up and have some new zits or pimples on my face. So diet definitely plays a role, aiming for those more whole food approaches, less processed foods, um, thinking like good lean protein options, non-starchy veggies, greens, just a wide nutrient dense diet can play a big role in not only our gut health, but also our skin as a whole too. So what would you say are
0: some of the foods that play the biggest role in, you know, skin issues like acne, for example?
1: Yeah, definitely. Those oily, greasy foods that are commonly found in a lot of processed foods, um, thinking about a lot of foods that may seem healthy. So, for example, um, like fast food chicken or a burger, whatever it may be that actually does have a lot of hidden fat sources in it. Also too, a lot of times people forget to consider when they go out to eat is a lot of times those foods are prepared in a lot of inflammatory oils. So things like canola oil, soybean oil, peanut oil, things like that can also have a huge impact on our skin and how our gut is breaking down those um, nutrients too overall.
0: Yeah. And for everyone listening, we do testing of inflammation at Rachel Shear Nutrition. We look at markers through the blood of C-reactive protein of homocysteine, but we also look at your omega-3, omega-6 ratio too. And what Megan's really speaking to with those inflammatory fats are omega-6s, which -hmm. come from industrial seed oils, vegetable oils. And I know Megan, you can attest to this as well too, but I'd say about 8 out of 10 clients who come to us and do all of the lab testing, their omega-6s are on the upper end, if not in excess, right?
1: Absolutely. And that in turn too, their omega-3 index is on the super low end because we are so used to eating such a high omega-6 index based on our food culture and what we've been exposed to. So those omega-3s really get depleted and focus is shifted off of them. So many of you guys know my
0: story of losing my health, dealing with hormonal imbalances, thyroid issues, depression, anxiety, and gut issues that were so severe. I almost had my entire large intestine removed. And Western medicine completely failed me. They gave me trash can diagnosis like IBS. Depression, gave me a bunch of medications. And, you know, if I wouldn't have taken my health in my own hands today, I would be without an entire organ, like literally. And that's why I created what I wish I had, what I needed, a holistic mind and body approach, a functional medicine approach that said, why do we have this problem in the first place? And what can we do to restore function? This is the difference between thriving instead of just surviving and managing your symptoms. So if you're somebody who is sick and tired of being sick and tired, dealing with stubborn gut issues or hormonal imbalances or weight loss that you you feel like is not moving anywhere or thyroid issues and autoimmune condition, there is hope. There is another approach. And me and my team of registered dietitians, we want to help you. We want to be the support there for you. We want to do the functional medicine lab testing. Look at your gut, your hormones, your thyroid, your adrenals, deficiencies, toxins I can have in your body, get to know what you're doing with your nutrition, look at your lifestyle, look at your previous medical history and help you create a customized plan to not just only heal, but get to the best health of your entire life. So if you're somebody who's ready to take a root cause approach to healing and step into the best version of you, fill out our application on our website, RachelShare.com, and book a free 30 minute call. Absolutely free to do this call. Our goal on this call is to better get to know your goals and how this approach may work for you. So click the link in the show notes and book a free call if you would like to learn more. Yeah. And what we see a lot of is, you know, this skewed ratio. So a high level of omega-6s, these inflammatory fats, which aren't bad, everybody, like we need omega-6 fats, but Mm -hmm. most of the population is getting way too much omega-6 fats causing too ex- causing excess inflammation in the body. And then they're not getting enough of these omega-3 fats, which come from fatty cuts of fish, fish oil. Um, there's some vegan-based options like chia seeds and walnuts, but I always say you'd have to literally be like a beer bonging um, <laughs> chia seeds or walnuts to get enough omega-3s that your body actually truly needs. And you'd probably be in a calorie excess, which may lead to weight gain. And no, no one's going to like that. So really following an anti-inflammatory diet, like what Megan's speaking to can be really beneficial for a couple of reasons, right? It's reducing inflammation in the gut through the foods that we're eating. And there's a lot of studies that show how high dose omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA actually can help offset skin inflammatory issues, especially Mm -hmm. acne as well too. What are some other things that you see that can lead to some of these skin issues? So we've talked a little bit about diet, the gut being off, toxins, you know, what we're putting on our skin can play a big role, which is sometimes hard to avoid. I mean, everybody has toxins. It's not, you know, if you have toxins, it's more so how much toxins you actually have in your body because we live in a toxic world. So Mm -hmm. one of the other areas we haven't talked about is hormones, which I know it's not on the topic of the gut skin connection, but I do think it's important to mention it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, too, a majority of our clients are women. And what we've seen a lot is a lot of hormone imbalances for people who may not even be Experiencing some of those symptoms, a lot of clients that we have tend to be either estrogen dominant or they may be um, and in turn progesterone on the lower end of that. So really taking a look at hormones because getting that progesterone estrogen ratio in a fine balance is really important, not only for regulating our cycle, but also limiting PMS symptoms and alleviating some of that acne that a lot of women who are estrogen dominant experience.
0: Yeah. Estrogen dominance can sometimes be a root cause. Estrogen is like your growth hormone. So when your growth hormone is a bit in excess, this can play a big role kind of coming back to diet. Another hormone that we don't think about quite a bit is insulin. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of studies about insulin and high blood sugar contributing to skin issues like acne, and then even androgens, male sex hormones. Yeah. And, um, I did a podcast recently also talking about, you know, the root cause of, of skin issues. And I actually did testing on myself cause I was getting acne. I shared this on social media as well to like the before and after. And it was insane. Um, I was like, I bet you my DHEA. And my, I thought DHT was high. Mm-hmm. I just like had a feeling. And it's crazy when you've like done functional medicine for so long, when like we meet clients, we can like almost guess what's probably going to come back in their lab tests. Mm-hmm. And I can do the exact same for myself, but I had a feeling cause I was getting acne and I had not had acne in the longest time. And I got my labs back and my DHEA was high and my testosterone was high and my dihydroxy testosterone DHT was also high. And for anyone listening, your DHEA is produced from your adrenals. So we have high DHEA output when we have a lot of stress in our life. And I was under a lot of stress. I was under a lot of stress. I had just gone through a move. There was a lot of work stress happening in my life, some relationship stress in there. And although I feel like I can manage it mentally. <laughs> um, my body was obviously saying hello. No, we're stressed out. We're over pumping cortisol and DHEA, and as a byproduct, I was overproducing testosterone because DHEA converts into s- testosterone. And I'm just one of those lucky people genetically who converts most of their testosterone into dihydroxy testosterone because. Based off of a Dutch test I did, I'm a five-alpha person. So meaning Mm -hmm. um, genetically, I'm preferential towards a pathway that converts most of my testosterone into the more androgenic acne-causing and hair loss-causing androgen. Yay. Thank you, parents, (laughs) for giving me that one. Um, so I say all of this because there's so many different things that can lead to acne, and that's what's so powerful about you know, functional medicine, because we can look at these tests and say, Hey, your omega-3, your omega-6 ratios are off. Or we can look and say your gut microbiome is off. You have inflammation in the gut. You have dysbiosis. Um, We can look at it and say your hormones are off, like estrogen dominance, or you have high testosterone or DHEA. Instead of just saying, here is a antibiotic, here's Accutane, or here's a bunch of topicals that are essentially addressing something externally, that's an internal issue overall. So I know I was very long-winded there. But I want to talk about probiotics now. too. So tell me a little bit about probiotics in the skin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So with our lab testing, why I love it so much is when we test clients labs, specifically their gut microbiome, we'll see specific strains of bacteria that they may be lacking in that can help boost their skin health and in turn boost their acne too. But specifically probiotics at their core are meant to kind of fill in the gaps of those good bacteria for where we may be lacking. So not only can probiotics be helpful in digestion, they also help a ton with some other issues going on talking about skin issues, sleep, stress, they've even been linked to. So probiotics can definitely play a huge role in our overall health and well-being.
0: Yeah, there's even some awesome studies about probiotics and, and mental health. They call mm-hmm. these psychobiotics, how people who have depression, anxiety, Um, other mental health issues, even on the extreme side, like dementia, Alzheimer's, all of that can come back to the gut. And there's a lot of awesome research emerging about the use of probiotics for the treatment of a lot of these conditions. So big reason why we take a gut health or a gut-centric approach to everything that we do at Rachel Shear Nutrition, because very often it comes back to the gut in some way, shape, and form. And even talking about hormones, Estrogen dominance can be a byproduct of your gut being off because you actually metabolize estrogen through the gut overall. So, I know we've talked a lot about acne, just because that is the most common one I feel like we see yes. that a lot of people struggle with, but there's other skin conditions too. Let's talk a little bit about rosacea. What are some of the root causes for rosacea?
1: Yeah. So that gut dysbiosis or bacterial imbalance that we were talking about for acne also plays a role in rosacea. Some of y'all may know it as SIBO or that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth having that bacterial imbalance can definitely show up in our skin and cause some of that redness that you may see. That's classic of rosacea. Um, typically gut dysbiosis, even if it's not SIBO, any type of bacterial imbalance can also cause rosacea and acne as well.
0: Yeah. I found some of the studies about rosacea, like insanely fascinating, but maybe that's Mm -hmm. just because I research a ton about gut health and I actually had a rosacea. I I feel like I've had like every issue every time I get on these podcasts. I'm like, I've (laughs) had that. I've had that, that." Um, which is why we're so good at what we do because we've gone through some of so much of this ourselves overall, but it was about, and don't quote me on this statistic because I'm, I don't know if this is 100%, but it was about 90% of people who suffer with rosacea actually had SIBO. And that's that small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, which was insane to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing about this for the first time from my gastroenterologist, Dr. Kenneth Brown, who's also been a guest on the sheer badness podcast twice. And he was talking about how he would treat his patients with the typical Zifaxin, neomyosin, antibiotic Mm -hmm. protocols for SIBO. And people who had rosacea, it would completely clear up their skin. And I remember him telling me the story about one woman who came back and she's like, "My well, rosacea has gone. It's amazing. And that wasn't really their intention to treat that. But after that day, it just showed so much, You know how the gut plays a role in even things like rosacea even more so than acne um dysbiosis has been very strongly linked to rosacea like there's a lot of causes for acne like we talked about hormones and inflammation but in particular rosacea is very predominantly a gut issue overall so rosacea is a big one and then uh eczema as well too right
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who aren't familiar, eczema is that dry, itchy skin. Sometimes it shows up as patches, whether it be on our hands, our arms, our legs, pretty much all over our body. And with eczema, they have done a lot of studies and they have linked eczema to gut inflammation or potential allergies. So that elevated IgE or immunoglobin E response, or even asthma too, which is crazy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So it goes back to that immune system piece, right? Where you said at the beginning, 70% of our immune system is in In our head. Yeah, exactly. Which so immune system allergies, you know, that's where some people can notice they get a bit more of those bumps, you know, at certain times of the year and get that eczema. Sometimes they're environmental allergies, sometimes they can be food, but sometimes it could just be your immune system being off in the gut, which is also something we test for. There's a marker called secretory IgA, and this actually looks at your immune system specifically in your gut to see if it's underactive or even sometimes overactive. And when we see an overactive immune system or elevated secretory IGA, this is a pretty big indicator that someone's having a constant immune response to something, whether this is food, bacteria imbalances, this could be toxins, but it's something that definitely needs to be addressed. And then the last one, actually I got two more I wanna talk about, Uh, psoriasis though. Psoriasis is an interesting one though, right?
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. And with psoriasis, a lot of times this one is linked to that overactive immune system. Also, what is interesting, though, too, a lot of people they found with IBD, so inflammatory bowel disease, also had psoriasis, which is crazy. Um, Psoriasis also, again, has been linked to that bacterial imbalance as well. Yeah. So, Psoriasis,
0: everybody is in autoimmune condition. So we're going back to the immune system again in the gut. What are some of the drivers for an autoimmune condition?
1: stress can be a huge one a lot of times with the hustle go 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 culture that our world lives in today can lead to that overactive immune system Um, a lot of times too our diets can play a role in that as well and there also is a tiny tiny bit genetic component but as we like to say at rsn um, our genes load the gun and our environment pulls the trigger Yep.
0: Genetics load the gun, but our lifestyle plays the biggest role ultimately. And some other big root causes we see for the development of autoimmune conditions are some of the things we've also talked about here today, um, gut imbalances. There's a lot of studies talking about intestinal permeability Mm -hmm. and how intestinal permeability, meaning where we're getting bacteria, foods, and toxins leaking into our bloodstream, are actually triggering a massive immune response and that immune response essentially over time can lead to an autoimmune condition. For everybody who's listening, I thought I had my phone on silent, but it was not on silent. So you guys got to hear a little bit of some things there in the background, but this is real. We're keeping it real here. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, leaky gut can be a big factor for the development of psoriasis, which goes again back to the gut and then also toxins too. So when we have a lot of toxin buildup in the body, heavy metals, mold, all of these have been shown to contribute to an autoimmune condition overall. So that's what's so cool about functional medicine because we see all of these different things. And if you guys have noticed, there's a lot of key core root causes we've talked about today. We've talked about food, how our diet can play a big role in developing gut inflammation, how our diet can actually cause total body inflammation through skewing our omega-6 or omega-3 ratios, because we're not getting enough omega-3s we're getting way too much omega-6s, how dysbiosis, SIBO, these bacteria imbalances can lead to a, an immune system dysregulation, or even can lead to things like rosacea, acne, you know. And we also talked a little bit about hormones, how our hormones can play a big role. So that's where it never makes sense, right? To treat the symptoms. We really want to identify what is off in the body. And for a lot of people, there's a combination of a few of these. Um, Most of the time when we do testing, we see omega-3s, omega-6s off. We see total body inflammation, maybe some blood sugar imbalances, sometimes toxins in combination with some gut dysbiosis. And we're like, all right, that's a game plan, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you are correct. It is kind of a multi-faceted approach. So we already talked about diet a little bit, so avoiding that sad diet as we like to call, call it at RSN, that standard American diet, really placing focus on an anti-inflammatory diet, also getting on a really good probiotic. Again, that really varies from person to person what that may look like as far as the certain bacterial strains, but probiotics can be super beneficial also managing stress. I know stress is something we talked about a lot on the podcast today that can play a big role in it. Managing your sleep. Sleep is another one. Most of us tend to put on the back burner. Um, I don't know about you, but I've noticed the times when I've been super stressed, I'm running on low energy is when the skin issues start to appear.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because your body's going into a big adrenal output of cortisol when we're not sleeping. And we already talked a whole lot about how cortisol, adrenal output, DHEA can lead to acne and a lot of skin issues there. I got to ask. So we've talked about acne, rosacea, eczema, psoriasis. A lot of ladies don't want to age, right? We want to stay young forever. So how can a lot of these things we talked about actually help us get rid of the wrinkles or maybe not get rid of the wrinkles, but at least like avoid you know, getting premature wrinkles. And there's some good wrinkles, like smiling too much or, you know, we see those (laughs) in the eyes, but I I don't want like premature wrinkles.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really taking a look at gut inflammation, there is a little bit of emerging research on this, the relationship between those who had some gut inflammation continuing on throughout their lives and developing either those premature wrinkles or developing wrinkles early on or first priority in life. And those with more wrinkles were found to have that gut inflammation, which as we talked about, that inflammation can be caused by toxins, free radicals. Um, also looking at your environmental exposures, whether you're going to the tanning bed, what are you putting on your skin? Um, what are some other different lifestyle factors that you're participating in? That all plays a huge role in your overall state of your skin and also your gut too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I know for everybody listening, like we've talked about a lot of different things and because Megan and I are in this field, some of Mm -hmm. us have been like, okay, like what the heck are they talking about? Dysbiosis, all of these different things. And, you know, there are some really simple things we can do, you know, so I want to leave you guys with some simple things you can start doing right now to improve your gut health and to improve your overall skin health. And then if you're somebody who feels like, you know, you're doing a lot of these things already, it may be really important to get some functional medicine lab testing done because sometimes we may have SIBO or a nutrient deficiency or excess or a hormone imbalance that, you know, we feel like we're doing the right things, but we don't know the exact approach that we need to take in order to heal the body fully. And that's exactly what we do. So Megan, what would you say are some like, top, super simple, easy steps that people can start doing for their gut and their skin health.
1: Yeah. First and foremost, with both of us being dietitians and nutritionists, I would say really take a look at the foods that you're putting into your body Shifting more towards that whole foods approach, that anti-inflammatory diet, um, making sure that you are limiting those processed foods. Um, I don't know about you, Rachel, but when I first started learning about label reading and all of that, um, definitely a while back now, I was so shocked at some of the ingredients hidden in there. Um, So definitely taking the time to read through those labels. Also, prioritizing sleep, making sure that you are taking care of yourself, getting in at least seven to eight hours because our bodies need time to wind down to shut off at the end of the day. So, really prioritizing sleep. Um, another thing, too, taking a look at your skincare routine. I know most of us. Listening to the podcaster lady, so a lot of you may have a good skincare routine already, but taking the time, do some research to find some clean ingredients. Um, Also, too, I have really looked into finding a good licensed esthetician um, that can take a look at your skin and recommend products, too. Um, and then also something that if you do have the capability or the resource, one of the things I love to help support my body's detox and keep my skin healthy is using the sauna regularly. Mm -hmm. That is an awesome way to sweat it out, um, and still take care of yourself as well.
0: Yeah. And you guys can actually get a little bit of some, um, activated charcoal and take that after you do a sauna session, because you release so much toxins through the sauna, Um, Through our skin. Our skin is one of the biggest organs of detoxification, at least while we're releasing a lot of those toxins. And if you take a little bit of some activated charcoal, you'll actually absorb a bit of those toxins and essentially you'll poop them out, um, is really what's happening there. So it's really cool. You'll have like black stool (laughs) as you're taking some of the charcoal there. But those are some super simple tips, you know. And if you're somebody who's listening to this podcast today, you're struggling with skin issues, acne, psoriasis, eczema, you know, any of the things that we mentioned today, you know, our first step would be focusing on some of these things that Megan and I just talked about, you know, focusing on your nutrition, eating a whole foods-based diet, an anti-inflammatory diet, um, maybe having an esthetician, look at your skin. I know actually, literally just this Monday, I did a skin pen treatment um, with where they take your plasma, they draw your blood. And then put the plasma on top of your skin. And my skin was like peeling, but it's all natural. The plasma has a lot of regenerative properties overall. And um, I love doing things like that, right? And those things can help. But I think like the big message for everybody is they don't fix the core root issue overall. So you want to pay attention to what you're putting on your skin because your body does absorb it. But we want to also treat the core root cause of what is really off internally in the body. So- I know today's podcast has been super helpful because it's been helpful for me and I want to go take a sauna now and take, yes. some enteric or take some of the charcoal. Um, cause that's always a good reminder of something I need to continuously do for my body. And I just feel awesome after hundred mm-hmm. percent. So Megan, is there any last bit you would want to add for the listeners today?
1: One thing that I know can be super tempting, especially as we're diving into acne and things like that, a lot of people look for a quick fix. As you and I both know, Rachel, it does take some time to see these changes, especially in our skin, but it is possible by treating that root cause approach. So if you're in the midst of it right now or wanting to get started, do know that it takes some time, but it is possible to get that full healing
0: And I think statistically, it's usually about three months Mm -hmm. from making a big shift internally in your body where you start to see a big change in your skin. Now, of course, things are changing far before that three months. It's not like things aren't changing, but really starting to see the byproduct of everything you guys have been doing between maybe your skincare routines, between your nutrition, between hydration, between taking awesome supplements, probiotics, omega-3 fatty acids, or any of the protocols we'd have you do here at Rachel Share Nutrition. So skin is one of those hard ones because you want those instant results. I have to agree 100%. So you guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review. Share this episode with a friend who's struggling, who you think this could help out. And we appreciate you guys listening in on our podcast so much. If you want to learn more about working with me and my team, if you want to learn more about working with Megan, who's one of my awesome registered dietitians at Rachel Shoe Nutrition, we do a free 30 minute consult. So you can head over to my website, book your free root cause analysis with my awesome team. And we'll dive a bit more into your goals and what may potentially be going on in your body. So thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Sheer Madness.